Hey there, gorgy girl. It's Harlan Williams here on the Harlan Highway. How are you, everybody? Good to have you along. Special show today. Fun show. You know, I always ask you guys and gals to call in, leave your voicemails. And I thought today, you know, because I haven't done this in a long, long time. I'll usually play a call here, a call there. But I thought, you know what? Today I'm going to dedicate the whole show to taking your phone calls. And I will try and respond accordingly. Uh, and so here we go. Uh, we have uh, we have all your phone calls lined up. These are f- phone calls that have come in over the months. And, uh, you know, I get a lot of uh, phone messages, so I don't have time to get to, to all of them. So I, I picked some of the ones I really liked here, and uh, we're throwing them up. Some of them are questions, concerns, requests, observations. Who knows what we get when we uh, when we uh, look into the uh, the answering machine here at the Harland Highway. And by the way, if you ever want to call, please do at 323-739-4330. It's just an answering machine. Uh, you don't have to talk to anyone. And it's kind of old school. It takes about six rings before it picks up. So here we go. Let's listen to your calls. Thanks for calling. This is, ladies and gentlemen, the Harland Highway. Put on your seatbelt. It's about to get bumpy. Oh, how perfectly awful. I get my kids above the waistline, sunshine. When will they take the bandages off? We don't know who we are. We don't know where we are. You're riding down the Harland Highway. Let us out of here! Please! Let me tell you, you're starting something here that that's what you should be frightened of. Oh, fuck yeah, bud! Just leave us alone. Sit down, strap in, and shut up. What's going on? What's the matter? I thought maybe if I could kill him, I could make him stop. My mother never breastfed me. She told me she liked me as a friend. Who are we? This is the Harland Highway. What? It's the Harland Highway. It's it's a cookbook. Ah! Well, I think, Raj, I think I'm in the mood for... Hearing some phone calls from our our faithful listeners, the pavement pounders. Right? Do we, we we probably have a bunch of uh, great great messages from our pavement pounders. Can we play some, Raj? Okay, cool. So Roger is gonna cue those up, and I think I'm gonna just you know spend most of the show taking your calls and and responding. We haven't done this in a while, so let, let's do it, man. Play the first call, Rog. Hello? Hello? Hi, Harlan. This is your... This is your... This is your special friend. I love the podcast. <laughs> I wanted to call and say I love the podcast. This is your special friend. You go way back. Way back. Way back. Wait, like so far back, I don't even remember being your special friend. 
But I'm I'm glad you think I'm your special friend. I'm your special friend. I, I guess you can never have enough friends, especially special friends, right? I'm your special friend. Okay, awesome. Thanks, special friend Raj. Next caller, let's go. Let's uh, let's uh, you know jump to the next one. Hey, what's up, Arlen? This is Tyler. Uh, me and my girlfriend were was at your show on Friday at Stand Up Loud. We were the couple in the crowd shouting out "Garden Hose Time Machine." So anyways, and on the lovely girl that was beside me was my girlfriend, Heather. And, yeah, so, and we really love that story and pretty much everything you do, stand-up, acting, all the above. And, but I did have a question. I was wondering, so you said you're going to do more short stories, or at least one more. And I was curious as to what the next one might be about, if you would care to share. And, and don't rush it by any means, because you can't rush greatness. I think people say that, but anyways, take it easy. Good luck in everything you do in the future, and chicken chow mein, baby. Oh, yes, Tyler and his beautiful girlfriend. I remember meeting them after the show at uh, in, in Phoenix, Arizona. Beautiful uh, city, beautiful club, beautiful people, Tyler and his girlfriend. Um... And what Tyler's referring to with the Garden Hose Time Machine, he yelled that out during my show. And the Garden Hose Time Machine, if you've been listening to my podcast, was a short story I wrote last year about uh, a man who, whenever he put the garden hose to his mouth, it kind of transported him back in time to some very traumatic and dramatic moments in his life. And, uh, and what I did is, as a special treat, I read the, uh, the uh, short story that I wrote in segments and posted them on uh, the podcast. So if, you, if you're interested in hearing The Garden Hose Time Machine, uh, you can go back uh, about a year and look at the podcast. And, uh, and I, I think I, you know, I read about, uh, I think, 10 pages per podcast. So you kind of have to, uh, you know... Search your way through it, or if you're a premium member, you got the whole damn, the whole damn story at once, because that's how I roll with my premium members. And then I also believe there's a digital download of the whole story, so if you want to listen to it all at once on my website at harlowwilliams.com, so you can look for that there. I believe it's there. Um, and so to answer your question, I'm so glad you you liked the story. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I really appreciate your feedback, and uh, the good news is that the next story is already finished. It's already written, and I've already started recording it. So you're gonna you're gonna have it soon. I'm 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 gonna say I want to say by the end of August or early September. Uh, and once again, I will be doling it out in little segments. Uh, but if you're a premium member, if this is an incentive to get you to become a premium member for $20 a year, you'll get the full story before anyone else gets to hear it. The, uh, the pavement pounders will hear it, uh, chunk by chunk over, uh, over a series of weeks. Uh, and, um, premium members will get to hear it right out of the gate. And as far as the, the subject matter, this one's a, an interesting one, man. This one, uh, I'm not going to give it away, but it involves 
It involves a, a gentleman who, who lived in the United States, studied uh, Roman history, moved to Rome in Italy, and became obsessed with the Colosseum. And so something happens with him, this American, uh, this American man who moves to uh, Italy, something happens with him at the Colosseum in Rome. And it's pretty intense. It's pretty cool, man. And that's all I'm going to give you, okay? The name of the story is They Come. They Come. And uh, I hope you like it. I'm working on it right now. And thank you for following up. And uh, I will let you know as soon as... As uh, it's ready to drop, as they say. So thank you for calling. Thanks for all your support. Uh, thank you for liking the, the short stories. And I uh, look forward to presenting that one to you. Okay, Raj, let's do another call. This is fun. This is your special friend. No, Roger, not the special friend. Can we go to the next call, please? Mr. Williams, this is Charles from Texas. I want to tell you a story. This happened today. Uh, my friend, his mother died, so today was the funeral. Uh, we went to the ceremony graveside, and as I got out of the car, uh, the funeral director, he came up to me and he said, uh, Hey man, I'm glad you made it. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, uh, I talked to you yesterday at the wake. And I said, no, 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 that wasn't me. And he said, oh, okay, well, you went to wake? And I said, no. So I looked at his, he had a name tag on, and his name was Bill Burr. So uh, me and my wife, we walked away, and uh, she said, oh, my God, did you see his name? And I said, yeah, Bill Burr. And she said, that was crazy. This old man had the same name as Bill Burr. And uh, so we went to the funeral. We watched the ceremony, you know, it was not good times, of course. Then it was over. My friend, he walked through, he hugged my wife, he hugged me, and I couldn't say anything. My wife started making small talk, and then he looked at me and I said, did you see that guy over there? His name is Bill Burr. And uh, I made my friend laugh at his mother's funeral. It was a unique day but anyway love you love your podcast I'll see you later and hopefully my funeral director's name will be Harlan Williams have a good day my friend bye Charles from Texas hey first of all let's address the obvious we are very sorry about the passing of your your friend's family member, of course, that's uh, nothing to make light of. We always uh, hurt and feel when somebody moves on to the next plane of existence, if it's out there, hopefully. Um, but secondly, I, I think maybe you were you, you were telling me this story because I think I did a bit about you know funerals and dealing with death and 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 trying to put levity into such a grim scenario. You know, when people die, it's, is humor the right thing to inject into a funeral? 
is is it is it okay to to goof around and try and put a smile on the face of the bereaved? And I think, in my opinion, the answer is yes. I think humor always uh, helps heal. I mean, as long as it's done tactfully and tastefully, I, I think it's always a very good healing tool. Humor, I think, not just uh, audibly, but I think I think laughter creates chemicals. And I'm not a doctor, but I'm just I'm just theorizing that that ke- laughter releases chemicals and things into our bodies that maybe uh, help, uh, you know, lighten our spirit and help with our blood pressure and and has an effect on our our brain and the the, the way the brain, uh, you know, shoots its neurons and all that yada 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 stuff. So. Uh, it sounds like you felt good that you were able to bring a little smile to your to your uh, friend's face. I totally support that. I think that's great too. It sounds like it also gave you a little relief too. I, I think I could sense you were uh, feeling uh, sad and emotional, and I got the sense that the uh, the levity uh, during the funeral not only uh, soothed and and you know helped the mood. Of the uh, the you know the people who uh, were suffering the most, but it sounds like it it was therapeutic for you as well. So uh, it is funny that that the guy's name was Bill Burr, and wouldn't that be ironic if if you do bump into a funeral director one day with my name? And you know what? It might just be me. I might switch careers, bro. I mean, maybe that's a new business for me. Harlan's Comedy Funeral Home, right? Because funeral homes are like so grim and 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 you know they're downers. Maybe they should be the new comedy clubs. Maybe you're onto something, brah. You know they're they're set up. They're nice. You've got a built-in audience. You know hundreds of people come to a funeral home to view the body. They they've got rooms. They've got they've got facilities. It smells good. You know maybe uh, comedians could. Could get up there and and do 10, 15 minutes just to lighten lighten the load a little bit. Could be a new concept in modern funeral homes. There you go. Something to think about. But uh, thank you for sharing and uh, and, uh, RIP to your uh, friend's family member. And keep on smiling, keep on laughing. I I think there's room for humor. Just about everywhere. Let's let's take another call, Raj. Dear Harlan, do drones poop? Or do we have to teach drones to poop? If so, we're going to have a lot of drone poop in our hands. There's going to be drones pooping everywhere, pooping in yards, pooping in fences, pooping everywhere, and just drones pooping everywhere. We're going to have an epidemic. <laughs> yes. Good, good, good thought. Very good question. Do drones poop? Well, if they did, they'd probably poop batteries. And, you know, that, that that's going to be a painful poop. You know, your average bird, their poop is the consistency of yogurt, maybe tzatziki, maybe uh, a milkshake. But a drone pooping, man, I mean, that, that could be like a Duracell copper top on your freaking head. Bonk. That could real. That could like take you out. You know. You know. They say if you if a penny drops on your head from like an airplane, it'll go right through you. So what's a drone? You know, a drone poop goes right through the drone, 
and then it defecates from, you know, 8,000 feet or however high up it is, does a drone turd on your head. That could be lethal, man. And then if it's like an Amazon.com drone, well, it could it could poop a flat screen TV or a microwave or a toaster oven on your head. Damn, boy. So uh, these are very good questions, man. Um, but in reality, and I know I know you already know the answer. I don't think drones poop. But I, th- I think, again, you know, just, just like the, the stand-up comedy funeral homes, I think this is something that should be looked into. You know how humans are always looking to play practical jokes and be goofy and ho-ho, look what I can do. I, I've got a squirt gun. I've got to smell the rose on my lapel. Squirt, oh, right in your eye. So you know someone out there is going to uh, invent... And it might be based off of this podcast, drone poop. And he'll he'll create, you know, you can affix your, your cell phone to a drone and fly it into the sky. Well, well, some guy will invent a little, you know, remote-controlled pouch full of white gooey stuff that imitates seagull crap. And it'll be like the practical joke of the droners, right? They'll, they'll attach it to their drone, and then they can fly it over wherever they want, and with the, a little touch on their cell phone, beep, they can drop a load. So you think I'm joking? I'm, I'm, I'm actually, this, this is probably going to happen. So as of today, my friend, I don't think drones poop. But beware. I have a feeling there's a drone shitstorm coming. Roger, next call, please. A man walks into a bar and suffers a major concussion and traumatic brain injury. You might have to sweeten that up at the end there. Okay, th- thanks for dumping your unfinished joke on me, bro. I think that sounded like one of those, you know, a guy walks into a bar jokes. That's if this this joke teller was simply too lazy to have an ending, and he 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 dumped it on me. It's incumbent on me now to come up with an an end to this this joke. Jesus, let's see what I can do. A man walks into a bar and suffers a major concussion and traumatic brain injury. And an old guy sitting at the bar says, Bartender, give me a beer for that guy with a lot of extra head on it. Right. No? Right. Like, you know, you get head on your beer? Because if, if this guy suffered traumatic brain injury, he'd, he'd want a new head. And so I, I put the two together and then I crisscross. Oh, forget it. How dare. You know, this is what happens when people... Abandon the responsibility of their punchlines for their jokes and dump them on a, a hapless old fool like me. I, I did my best, bro. In the future, just, you know, finish your jokes. Have some, have some self-respect, man. Fit, if you're going to call in, and don't, don't put the pressure on me. Finish them. You finish, it's like, it's, like finish, it's like a little kid. You finish your dinner, young man. 
You finish your beans or no dessert. Well, I'm scolding you now. You finish your jokes, young man. Or no more phone messages. Darn you, little scamp. All right, that was too much pressure. Raj, can we can we go to another call that that, that I'm not uh, beleaguered with having to uh, to finish the joke or the call? Hey, Harlan, it's Gabriel from Long Beach. Listen, I just uh, heard this last episode with Senor Fuentes, and um, I think it's time somebody told you the truth. Uh, and that is, uh, you need to can that sad sack of shit, Roger. That guy lets everybody in that you tell him not to. He's constantly mocking you behind your back. He's constantly back-talking. Never does a damn thing you say. You got every reason in the world to just put that guy to the curb. Roger, you're just nothing but a wasteoid, dude. It's time for an engineer with some dignity and some self-respect and, more than anything, some allegiance towards Harlan. Make this podcast better. You, on the other hand, sir, you need to just take your terrible attitude somewhere else. Chicken chow mein, baby. Uh Uh-oh, Roger. Yeah, oh, oh, I'm looking at Roger through the glass right now. Dude, I've never seen that expression on your face, Raj. I mean, you just you just got called out, bro. And and now that I think about what our the pavement pounder said there, you know, you do tend a lot to to, to tend to let a lot of like people in my studio that I don't want. Am, am I right or am I wrong? Yes. Yes. What you're agreeing that you've you've been a a, a pain in the ass. Yes. Oh, okay, so you admitted. What? Why are you doing it? Just to to fuck with me, bro? No. Well, why do you do it then, man? I don't know. Well, because that guy made some pretty, you know, heavy accusations, and some of them were were pretty accurate, Roger. Sorry, I can't hear you. Your headphones are. Oh no. Something no. wrong with your mic? No, there's nothing wrong with my headphones or my mic. You can hear me just fine now. We're going to talk about this, bro, because, I, you know, th- this guy's right. You, you, maybe I should get someone new. What? Yeah, someone who doesn't, d- like, invite people into my studio, backstab me, get these horrible guests that always hang up on me. I mean, you know, unless maybe you're willing to apologize. You're kidding me. No, I'm not. I think I'm owed an apology by you. Right now? Yes. I mean, wh- why not? <sighs> Okay, go for it. An apology from Roger. I hope this makes my my listeners happy. And uh, I hope this changes thing, Roger. So let's go. Here we go. Roger is apologizing to me for being a douche. Okay, Roger? Go ahead. Say you're sorry. You don't have to snap at me. I'm not snapping. Okay, I'm just saying let's clean the slate. Uh, my, my listener is right. I don't want to get rid of you, but I think something needs to change. And I think if we start with an apology, we can start a clean slate. So so I'm giving you, I'm not snapping, I'm giving you the, the airwaves right now to say you're sorry. G- go for it. Okay. Okay, you have, the, you have the floor. Here's Roger's apology. I'm sorry, Harland. There. See? 
Simple. Now, now we wipe the slate clean. We're we're back to ground zero. That wasn't so hard, was it? Like my taint. Excuse what? I didn't say anything. No, no. I I heard you. I play the tape back. I heard you make a comment, a rude comment to me, and this is just what my listeners are talking about: the lack of respect, the lack of of professionalism. <laughs> what do you? Are you laughing at me, Roger? You son of a bitch! Fuck! Get back here! Get what? You fuck! He, he walked. He you what? He walked out of the studio. You, oh my god! Okay. Okay, I'm on my own in here. The guy, did you hear what he said? I think he said, lick my taint. Uh, yeah. All right, this is to be continued. Oh, my God, I am steaming. Thank you, caller, for bringing this to my attention. Unbelievable. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's time I got someone new. I'm just heated up now, man. You know what? I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I think I got to stop the show, man. I'm. I'm just... I'm pissed. Lick my taint, he says to me. As for an apology, I get lick my taint. Son of a bitch. Son, you were right, caller. You were absolutely right. That guy lets everybody in that you tell him not to. He's constantly mocking you behind your back. He's constantly back-talking. Never does a damn thing you say. You got every reason in the world to just put that guy to the curb. Roger, you're just nothing but a wasteoid, dude. Thank, thank you for your support, man. And you know what? This is to be continued. I don't, I don't like to go up and talk to my boss, Mister Featherstone, on the twelfth floor, because he, I think he's more condescending, and and undercuts me even more than Roger. But I think it's time for some damn changes around here. And I'm, I, I think I'm going to go up. And, and I'm going to demand that Mr. Featherstone gets me a new engineer. Because uh, if my if my listeners, my faithful listeners are feeling this kind of negativity and this condescension, then, you know, that's not good for the show. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to go up there and I'm going to have it out with Featherstone and I'm going to demand a new a new engineer. And we'll see where this goes. But thank you for lighting a fire under my ass, sir. You are so right. You're 100% right. And R Roger's not even coming. I know he's not going to come back for the rest of the show. He just walked out laughing. I think he even had his middle finger up when I saw the door closing. What a, what a douche, man. Oh. Okay, so now I've got I've got my marching orders for the next podcast. I'm I'm going to I'm going to confront Featherstone and we're going to we're going to we're going to clean this shit up, bro. And as you can tell, I'm a little rattled. I, you know, it started off with a bunch of fun phone calls from people and then all of a sudden this kind of can of worms became uncanned and unwormed or whatever the term is. And so, to be continued, let me just end the show with some, some announcements. Visit our website, harlowilliams.com. You can uh, write to me there. You can even call me and give me your opinion about Roger if you want, 323-739-4330. Or you can write me at the website. Don't forget we have a store there. You can go buy some fun merchandise. 
Uh, also, you can join our premium membership, which I talked about earlier, where you get bonus things like the uh, the uh, comedy and all that stuff and the and the, the short stories and stuff like that. Uh, there are benefits to being a premium member, and you get uh, you get to um, you get to uh, what am what am I trying to say here? Uh, you oh you get all the episodes we've ever done. Sorry, I'm a little frazzled thanks to this Roger kerfuffle. But you get all the episodes we've ever done of the Harland Highway, so it's all cool and awesome. Um, what else? What else? Uh, that's about it. Please check my website for my stand-up comedy dates. My fall tour is now posted. I might be at a city near you. Uh, starting in September, I will be in uh, Portland, Oregon at Helium. Then I'll be uh, I'll be in Chicago in Schaumburg, Illinois at the uh, Improv. And then I'm going to be in Edmonton and San Jose and Buffalo and Irvine and uh, just all over the country, man. So check that out. And, uh, and also don't forget to get our free app for your uh, cell phone. Just go into your app store. Boop, 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 boop. And uh, you can download our app and listen to the Harland Highway wherever you want to go. It's completely free. You get the 50 latest episodes of the show. And if you want all of them, like I said, premium membership, $20 a year. That's it. And that's it for today. I I don't have any fancy big closing. Uh, It's just kind of a weird ending with Rogers, you know, walking out on me and being a douche. So we'll pick it up uh, next episode. Thank you for being here, everybody. And uh, let's see where this soap opera ends. That's it for today. I'm going to go put some cucumbers on my eyes and calm down. Thanks for all your phone calls. Love hearing from you guys. Here's the number again if you decide you want to leave a message. 323-739-4330. And until next time, chicken Chow mein, baby.